0: Thank you for joining us for a word of the day. This morning as we're continuing through the Bible, we come to 1 Samuel chapter number 19. Now in this chapter so far in the Bible, David in chapter 17, he as a young man, a young lad, not old enough to join the army, but he goes to a battle that is going on between the Philistines and the Israelite army, and he hears Goliath defying God. So he steps up, he goes out, he fights Goliath and he's victorious and there's an incredible victory uh, over the Philistines by the Israelites. And right after this battle, Saul takes David back to the palace with him. He doesn't allow David to go home. He brings David home uh, with him. Uh, the people love David. David grows a couple of years go by. He becomes a great warrior and the people start liking David more than they like Saul. And in chapter 18, David is playing the flute. He's a musician, so he's trying to calm Saul because the Bible says an evil spirit from God has come upon Saul. And Saul tries to kill him. The Bible says he threw a javelin at him two times to try to kill him, and David avoided the javelin, but he he stayed in the house of Samuel, uh, of Saul. And while he's there, Saul lets him marry his, his daughter, Michael, and David and Jonathan become very good friends. And Saul is just constantly trying to find a way to get rid of David. He's sending him into battle, hoping the Philistines will kill him. He tells him that if he wants to marry Michael for a dowry, he doesn't require money or or herds or anything. All he asks for is a hundred foreskins of the Philistines, thinking David will die trying to uh, accomplish his goal. But David goes out and kills 200 Philistines and marries Michael. And David is just... Trusting Saul. He's being faithful to Saul. He's being good to Saul and Saul is trying to kill him and in chapter 19 The Bible says that uh, Saul tried to kill him a third time. Look what it says in verse 10 and Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin But he slipped away out of Saul's presence and he smote the javelin to the wall and David fled and escaped that night now chapter 19 right after this uh David goes home. Michael understands that uh, Saul hates him. Jonathan understands that Saul hates him. So David, uh with the urging of Michael, he escapes, and from this point on he 's in the wilderness, is trying to stay alive and es- and s- escape from saul 's attempt to kill him and a couple times he has an opportunity to kill Saul, but he doesn't. He refuses to take matters in his own hands and it's it's interesting to note why. Is because David, as the Bible has said, had a heart for God. He trusted in God's sovereignty and God's plan. David knew one day he would be king over Israel. He knew that one day he would lead the nation of Israel because God had anointed him king, but right now Saul is king. And David was not willing to take matters in his own hands to try to force the will of God because he trusted in the sovereignty of God. No matter what he was facing, no matter how wicked Saul was being to him, David trusted God. And that's how we need to be, no matter what we're going through. If we are facing personal attack from someone, if someone is you know, trying to run down our name or hurt us or we're being persecuted unfairly, or we're facing difficult circumstances, maybe with our health or our finances or our family. Whatever we're going through, we, as God's children, to have a heart for God, need to trust in the sovereignty of God. Look what Charles Spurgeon said. There is no attribute more comforting to his children than that of God's sovereignty. Under the most adverse circumstances and the most severe trials, they believe that sovereignty is ordained their afflictions. That sovereignty overrules them, and that sovereignty will sanctify them. There is nothing for which God's children ought to more earnestly contend than the doctrine of their master over all creation. The kingship of God over all the works of his own hands, the throne of God, and his right to sit upon that throne. It is God upon the throne that we love to preach. It is God upon the throne whom we trust. When we go through a trial, the sovereignty of God is the pillow upon which you lay your head. I don't know what you're facing this morning. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what trial or affliction you may be facing. But I do know God is still on the throne and God is still in charge. And when we know that and believe that and live our life in that truth, no matter what we're facing, it, not that it's not going to hurt, not that we're not going to suffer or be discouraged or have bad times, but that no matter what we're facing, we can know It is filtered through the hands of a loving Heavenly Father. Whatever you're facing, it is in God's control. It is in God's hand. Rest in the sovereignty of our Heavenly Father. Thanks so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, Hope you're in church on Sunday, worshiping the risen Savior with your church family and just fellowshipping with God's people. Have a blessed day.